On tonight's episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we have a wounded Jimmy, a technically challenged Logan, a few special guests. George joins the show, and uh, Andrew Short, we drug him in, as well as my uh, wonderful wife, Heather, sitting there to make sure I don't say anything bad about, well, I can handle the motorcycle, motorcycle-related product stuff, but the rest is a challenge. And this episode is brought to you by Recluse. And if you're not running a Recluse clutch, you're going to stall. Yeah, stalling out really makes you look like a, a novice. And if you put a Recluse clutch in your bike, you don't stall. So you increase the skill level. I run them on all my bikes, and that's probably why I'm a much better rider than you think I am. So if you're looking to get a Recluse clutch, check out www.recluse.com. That's R-E-K-L-U-S-E. Now here's the show. This is uh, live from Pahrump. This is the show where we talk about... So you're going to have to remember that I started without saying live. Yeah. So you're going to remember this? Yeah. Okay. Kind of like you remember the card in the thing. Yep. Okay. So it's not. he's not going to remember that and it's not going to get done. How how did did you watch uh, show ninety seven? Uh no. Did you know is it, it that it exists? No. No, because we kind of did one live out at the Sand Dunes last week. Yeah. When we were out training, um, because uh, I don't know why. I think they said that I couldn't do it, and then so then I turned my phone on and we just did it. So there is a ninety seven. It's on my phone, and so we need to get that up there. Okay. Right. So that means the workload has been doubled. Yeah. Right. And um, then uh, we gotta we gotta work on the. So these people watch it here, so they don't watch it on the YouTube's. They watch it on Facebook, and then there's the people listen to it on SoundCloud, and those ones need better. Like the 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 mechanics of the editing is okay, but there's some description problems and stuff. So we got to work on, and uh, you got to get it. This Logan's getting um, life experiences live on the show. <laughs> Remember when you didn't talk? Was it better yeah. then? Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay, good. <laughs> Who's this show brought to you by? Do we know? It's brought to you by DDC again. Hold those, hold those sprockets up. Yeah, make a lot of noise. Good. So uh, DDC Delaney Drive Components is sponsoring Tech Talk Taco Tuesday again, of course, because Jimmy needed sprockets. And I would have paid for them, but Nate said, I'll just send them to you if you just start mentioning us on the show again. So we did. And obviously, when we do, you guys remember Nate and you buy sprockets from them because they are, in my opinion, some of the best, if not the best, uh, steel sprockets out there. Um, I've actually been paying a lot of attention to sprockets lately because I have some aluminum ones that are worn out in my Hondas. And I'm mad because I forgot to ask Nate. I said I got one for my Yamaha. And I have tons of them for KTMs. Almost all my KTMs are on these. But um, and then I was seeing some other brands that I've been seeing failures on some of these other kinds of sprockets. So I'm, I'm glad I'm running these because I've never had a failure. I've never worn one out, even though he guarantees them for like a year or two years or something. I don't know. He's got a really good uh, guarantee on them. Great sprockets. He supports land use issues. He tries to keep your riding areas open. That's why you should go with DDC sprockets, in my opinion. I do. So I'll probably be buying some Honda ones real soon. What about you, Logan? My dad buys all my sprockets. I'm cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, read that one then. Huh? 
he'd, he'd, he'd buy him. You'd buy him to you, Logan. Absolutely. Yeah, with your dad's money. You just dad give me the credit card. Yep. You know, you do make some money when you work for us here every once in a while. Yeah. When you work for us, but yeah. So when you asked on Friday, Friday, uh, if I needed help at the school, was that like, did you want to help or did you want the weekend off? Um, I was willing to help. You were willing to help because I yeah. washed the motorcycles. That was my job this weekend. I got to watch the motorcycles, <laughs> all of them. And George told me I did a pretty good job, I think. You got like 800 bucks in tips. Yeah. Dude, the tips were fat this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, sucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, who, who's, our, who's one of our main sponsors? Um, Honda. Honda. With their new 2021 CRF 450R. Is designed to take you straight from the starting gate to Victory Circle. This awesome open cross motocrosser, open, open class, open class, class good. motocrosser features all new chassis, a major engine overhaul, new suspension, and new bodywork. And you can forget about clutch fade adjustment or hand fatigue with the new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, the Sierra 450R explodes out of corners when it's time to increase your lead. So. Get down to your local dealer and check out the 2021 Honda Sierra 450R. Go to mx.honda.com to see our full lineup of competition bikes. The Sierra 450R is intended for close course operation only. Awesome. So um, we're not doing applause. No, no, stop. It, that's, that, was, that was an average read. All the words were spoken almost perfectly. I mean, like, we'd have to redo it three or four times if it was pre-recorded, but that was good for a live gun, so we're just, we're happy. When the card starts out in the thing, everything goes better, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Mark Daniels is out there making pizzas. We just ate some pizza. Um, don't want to, you know, say what kind of pizza, because everybody gets confused when I start talking about this. Um, how you healing up, Logan? Good? Good. Uh, this is the show where we talk about what? Dirt bikes and dirt bike related products. Right. And I have been out riding dirt bikes for the last, um, actually it has been, it has been seven days because I rode last Tuesday night just before we went um, live on the show. So it's been seven days in a row now. And uh, on the, on the sixth day ago, I, I did a, I, I ate, ate shit. So I feel a little bit like you, except um, uh, I don't. I don't have a broken. We don't know what's broken. There's. I don't think yeah. there's anything broken, except for blood vessels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I. I have a big, fat hip, with like it's all black and blue, and it's draining into places that we don't want to talk about. So um, I did a little uh, um, hand came off the handlebars kind of thing in the sand dunes, and then. And then the hand that was on the handlebars accelerated the throttle on kind of an off-camber dune as it bottomed out on the bottom of the dune. And my hip went right into a hard dune, and it's not pretty. So um, so now I'm the gimp. So go ahead, and you, anytime you want to lay it on, it's okay. You got some jokes lined up? Uh, not, no. Not yet. Not yet. You're scared to, scared to say them out loud on uh, the Internet where everybody can hear them? Maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, also, in we have guests tonight. Yeah. So, um, so uh, many of you, especially on the Facebook chat room, are familiar with Rusty Nail. Uh, Rusty came out, like he said he was, and took a Johnny Campbell tour 
with uh, Johnny Campbell, and he got to ride with my wife and Faye Campbell, and he got to ride with Jim, but not George, and not Jimmy, because Jimmy had to go working, and George is scared of tours and work, right? Or both? Yeah, so... uh, so, Rusty, welcome to the show. We normally do not have guests in the show. Like, I'm like, uh, but this Harlan character uh, actually also went on a tour and was here on a Tuesday, and he also got to come in. So, he was living the dream. And so, are you, you living the dream? I am living the dream. That was a fantastic ride. Yeah, awesome. Good to, good to see you. Glad, glad you got to make it back in and see this operation and underwhelming. <laughs> I'm going to pull Logan and go, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we do our best here. Um, we're, we're really we're working to step up the game. Uh, we say that every time. And I thought that by the 100th show, we would have something like we would have like a procedure or a format. But at least we'd know how to turn on the, the equipment properly. Turn it on is correct. Yeah, so we we get it turned on, and then we realize there's something wrong. Yeah. We realize, we. well, like this time Bob did. Yeah. Double mask Bob over here. Are you wearing two masks right now? No. That's not very safe. Right. Yeah, so Bob's risking his life to come in here and tell us we need to put a card, because if we don't put a card in here, then it doesn't go out to the rest of the world. Only the Facebook world sees it, and that's the, right now, 19 of a, 19 of you are lucky enough to, to get to see us. But anyways, thanks for joining in. Um we will answer any motorcycle and motorcycle product related question that you have. I might even try to get an expert in here to help me um, if we need to. But um, we're going to start with Victor. I really should pre-read Victor's questions before I read them out loud. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, question. Trail riding my CR250R, trying not to get caught by San Felipe Bob. See, I knew this is why. I hit a rock and broke my exhaust. Does the back pressure of of the exhaust affect the power valve performance because it was hitting the power band suddenly, or maybe I was drinking too much water? Okay, there might be some actual um, might be an actual real question in that. So, crush the exhaust is what I would go to. Back pressure affect the power valve performance. Uh, back pressure would not. Well, yeah, okay, it could. So two-stroke two stroke expansion chambers are ridiculously complex, and their shape determines the way the engine functions. So if you put a crush or a dent in it, it changes the volume, and it changes the angles, and so it changes the way the waves react, and the waves are actually helping shut the exhaust port as much as sometimes the power valve is. And so if it's affecting the way that the engine builds RPM, it's also because the power valve opens and closes based on RPM, it is affecting how the power valve works in some weird, strange way. Not not like a thing that's working on pressure, but a dented pipe will affect the performance of the motorcycle. And this may surprise you, but I've been on bikes before. They may have been highly tuned race bikes that have got a rock ding or something, you know, funny happened to the expansion chamber and they ran better. Most of the time they ran worse, <laughs> but we've had like dings and pipes that... I was like, hey, this thing's working a little bit better. This actually may have helped uh, this bike. So, um, yeah, uh, probably not a good thing um, overall. 
Tuning dents were very popular. Tuning dents were popular, meaning? You take a ball peen hammer and tap it at the spot where you're trying to move the wave. Oh, yeah. But you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, you'd have to you'd really have to know what you're doing to, to, to do a tuning dent. I mean, maybe that was like pre-my time. I've never seen any tuner that I know do a tuning dent. We no. used to, we, in our time, we would put spacers in the exhaust flange. So where your pipe slides up, you know, either there's a, there's a, it's an external, internal flange. We have a washer that's the same diameter as the either internal, external flange. And it would space it out like, you know, one millimeter or three or five millimeters. And we would put those in, in as, as opposed to, you know, having multiple pipes with different length, he length headers to do um, that. Uh, we had pipes, believe it or not, that were, that were essentially had sections in the middle that could be hose clamped together so you could change the midsection. And we also had pipes that had the stingers that we could change the length of the stingers on. And they weren't for any, they were for short-term stuff. And it was generally stuff that they were trying to confirm um, something that they'd seen on a dyno or whatever, and they wanted to have it ridden very quickly. So, uh, yeah. The, so. the dents were in the, the uh, uh, 125 GP bikes. Not the oh. dirt bikes, the pavement bikes. Oh, on pavement bikes. Yeah. Huh. And it was at the Italians. Were Italians <laughs> made them. The rider complained, and they put a little dent in the pipe, and then he go out and try it again. Right. Um, <laughs> San Felipe Bob, did you hit your head too? Um, no, I actually. Uh, did I hit my head? Andrew, did I hit my head when I crashed? You don't know. It didn't seem like it, right? It's always screwed up. Always a little bit off. Yeah, no, it didn't hit my head that I know of. And oh wait, he's talking about Victor. He says, Victor says my mom dropped me when the doctor handed her to me um, fifty years ago. I'm mean to Bob. No, he was responding to Bob. I can't. I have to. Victor was responding to Bob, and Bob asked. Right, right. Well, they see, remember that not everybody gets to see all the stuff in the chat room. If you really wonder what's going on in the show half the time, you should just tune in once on Facebook and then you'll never watch it again. <laughs> Wait, actually, that probably happens. That probably happens if you listen to this show. There aren't, isn't this a motorcycle show, Logan? Most of the time. Most of the time. You should keep me on track. Um, um, Dennis Falbor Faldorf. Is on board from Yakima, Washington. Yakima, yeah. Yakima, yeah. That's um. Well, I can't say people's normal names, so why should I do cities any different? Uh, he's uh, usually in Alaska. Must have got too warm up there. Um, and uh, what's Carly's Carly's name? Curly, huh? Curly, Kyler. I can. I always Curler? think. Curler. Curler. Kyler. Kyler. I, I I look at that name, and every time I just want to say Curly. Because I'm, I'm transposing letters. Yeah. So, sorry, buddy. Uh, balance, bro. Maybe you should take a class. <laughs> Best <laughs> upgrade you can give your bike. I had pretty insane balance when my hand came off the handlebar. Everything was good, except the bottom of the dune came up before I could do anything about it. And then um, uh, gravity took over and my wrist, on the other hand, it actually, I was actually, when, when I started, when I started bottoming out and, or, you know, going in. And in, in my, I noticed my hand that was on the handlebar as I was collapsing down, as I noticed, I, I vividly remember this, as I noticed that 
you know, my body was now pushing my hand on and I was trying to get my hand off. It was rolling the throttle on the rolling the throttle on pretty violently actually is what caused the back end to slide out and my hip to hit the ground. But I was trying to let go of the handlebar. So I didn't, so I wouldn't gas it. I mean, I was, it was gassing it and I was trying to let go. So, um, I could be a better rider for sure. Um, let's see here. We have any other questions there? Wait a minute. Let's see. George Justice, who happens to be in the room and is afraid of talking, kind of like Logan used to be, says, is that why you caved in my pipe on the 300? No. No, that wasn't tuning. That was um, this race called King of the Motos, and it was... it it and it hurt that bike. It that bike is it's better with an unsmashed pipe. We should take it off and cut it in half and 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 straighten it back out. It'd be well worth doing that. Can't you send it to somebody and they do that? I'm sure you can send it to somebody and they can do that. I'm price. too cheap. I yeah, yeah. I'd like to try one of those experiments where they you know put water in it and freeze it and try to punch it out that way. Or I mean I I think I I think I tried that in the past and it just deform the pipe and split things in other ways um let's see here um kyler says i tune dent my pipe all the time yeah it's just like me in the middle of a ride for the right reasons wrong reasons uh right after i get a brand new pipe so um bob says that the thing i was talking about is called a torque ring um the spacers in the pipe because making it longer lengthens it. lengthens it, which generally, well, yeah, it longer did. Signal. Mm, yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that was the always the case. Uh, so Jordan Schmiegel, Siegel, she, I don't. There's no M in that. She Siegel, Jimmy. I watched your video on JD Tuners. Great explanation on the KTM 500. Do you bump the fueling up fatter? In the mid and top with an open exhaust. It looks to be set in the middle across the board. Um, very impressed with the change in power. So, you know what's funny, actually? On the KTM 500, um, my typical setting is is on the mid and top specifically is stock and and maybe one half of a number so it'd be like 3.5 but a lot of times stock and i've even gone down to on the top end i've gone down to to 2.5 but i'm running the pump squirt which is the red blue light richer and so so that's the fueling when you when you you know you twist the throttle so the bike actually net net gets better fuel economy because i find that i'm rarely just laying into it on the top end most of the time when i'm really getting up the top end i'm doing throttle changes and that extra fueling there would give me everything i needed now i'm not running a complete open exhaust i'm running usually one that has a spark arrestor and stuff in it so maybe it's a little bit different with a complete open exhaust but typically the only reason i would add fuel and i have tried this with a complete open exhaust was because they tended to rev too quickly when they were, you know, because they were, they get lean, and so I was just trying to slow the the the, the revs down um, there more so than trying to, you know, affect the the power. So um, that makes sense. 
Yeah. You know, so you could go out right now after that explanation and tune a KTM 500 with a JD tuner. After watching the video. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Good call. Good call. Watch the video on dirtbiketest.com or on the dirtbiketest.com YouTube channel. And this show is also powered by a distinct ready to race mentality from KTM, right? Yeah. They are the world's leading high performance street and off road motorcycle. Manufacturer, with North American headquarters based in Murrieta, California, over the years, KTM has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on the racetracks around the world. The brand's remarkable global success is reflected in every product it develops and every move it makes. That was good. Yeah, no applause. Perfect. The applause machine left the room. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Andrew, are you gonna you gonna come on the show tonight? You're waiting for Yamaha questions, right? Yeah. How about how about um, training, um, kid training questions? I think Logan, Logan, you want to be a faster motorcycle racer? Yeah. Okay, you got to think of. You get together and pay Jimmy. Yeah, he wants to do a kids class, kids camp. Oh yeah. I got some people in Vegas that have been emailing me all the time, and I keep forgetting to email them back. But I want you to teach that because you can herd kids better than me. I just like want to shoot them. I mean, with a salt gun, so it's really, it's sane. Um, uh, I don't have any kids, by the way, that I know of. Um, <laughs> well, it's good that you didn't have any either. <laughs> My wife Heather's here tonight, so I'm not going to say anything mean like I did before the show. What would what, I say? Oh, I said women shouldn't be draftsmen. You should be draftswomen. That's what I was really oh, trying yeah, to get at with yes, that question. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and your and your high school teacher was wrong to give you an A because women didn't deserve, or give you a B because women didn't deserve A's. But he may have been onto something because sometimes you need extra motivation. So the B, you've always thought that. Yeah, that's the way I operate. (laughs) If if you if if you want someone to try harder, then then beat them to death. Beat them. No, it's 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 a. What kind of what kind of encouragement is that when you and it's not really negative encouragement? encouragement? Negative encouragement? encouragement? Yeah, not positive reinforcement. That's like false platitudes to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, tell me I can't do something. Kind of like this show. <laughs> this show. Somebody said you can't do this show, and I do. What? Did, how do we start this show last week? Because Ricky said I can't do it, or he wanted me to do it, and he's like, you can't do it. Two minutes later. No, I think you were the one saying you couldn't do it. That I couldn't do it? So I told myself I couldn't do it, and then I did it. Yeah, horrible. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Well, Bill's Pipe's called the thing that Bob's talking about, a torque ring. I used to use those. Andrew used to use those. I used to pipe test. Did you use torque rings? Yeah, when we were going through pipes, we put like two or three spacers in. Yeah, you missed this part of the show. I was explaining this earlier. That's good. Bob, Bob says you should take out a ball-peen hammer and just whack it. No, that's what the Italians did. No, that's what Bob did. He works on airplanes, by the way, for, for a multi-bazillion-dollar company. His, his, that was his remedy when they were trying to do something that was going to go up into space. Bob would walk out with a ball-peen hammer into the shop, I'm sure. You should have hit somebody in the head. So, okay, um, Victor is going to go to DBT jail, is what he says. Um, or I am. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Um, and, yeah, you Facebookers are the only ones that got to see last week's show because um, Logan didn't know it existed, and therefore it didn't get put up on the Internet. It's, I think it was a good show. Some people told me it was interesting. It was a good 
Yeah. Oh, you watched it? I did. Oh. The day after. The day after. Yeah. But I, I forgot that it was Tuesday. Right. So did I. Um, Logan, you have anything to add? Nope. No. No, no questions? No. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Victor agrees. Good show. Because uh, I, I need to have this, so you talk. Um, hopefully we don't hear about Jimmy's crash any more times after this show. How about your crash? How are you doing? Yeah, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Motorcycles are dangerous. Yeah. And they're pretty fun. Very fun. And this is this is the, the dilemma. My crash, like, absolutely, 100% shouldn't have happened. I mean, not because I, was, I wasn't doing anything to it. It was just one of those crashes that just bang, and I was on the, on the ground. Um, and that, that's what... I mean, that's the dangerous part about it, but it was, it wasn't like I was, um, you know, leading a a rally stage against some of the best rally riders in the world, which I was, by the way, I was leading. We were, we we were doing, we were doing training stages and I, I, I was out in front. I was like six minutes out in front of these guys, best guys in the world. I mean, it was only three or four kilometers in and I did start 10 minutes in front of them. Like you had them, I I was it took it took Kendall like at least two minutes to get to where I was. And I was the only reason I was worried about getting up because I didn't want him to run me over because I was on the like the backside of a dune kind of in a hole and just thinking my hip was broken. Um, but uh, and then you know Ricky just rode right by, didn't even look, and uh, Andrew rode right by, didn't even look. <laughs> Yeah, I know, because I jacked with Andrew, and he was doing something else, and then it was a mess. But I, I, I finished that stage. I only shortcut about 20 kilometers out of it. It was all good. Um, and then I took the rest of the day off to watch my hip balloon up. You can get Logan to describe his wreck. He doesn't know what happened. Kind of. You kind of don't know what happened. Yeah. Okay, so one of the questions here was, um, was it was uh, something about helmets. It was, um, I saw this a second ago. Uh, Justin Smith, favorite dirt bike helmet right now, go. Climb. Climb. Climb F3. It's all the climb I've used. That's what I've been wearing all last week. And, uh, and, and this show is also brought to you by Climb. And we're not saying this just because that. We're saying this because we've been wearing and both of us had bumped our noggins around and they're, they're good. Uh, Tell the story. He, he literally broke the shell on his right now, yeah. and he didn't know he hit his head. Oh, his no! Broken too. I had no clue I hit my head. <laughs> Just, so I've ha- I've had this. First so, thing I ask him is, you know, how'd you hit your head? You know, yeah. yeah, that's something you say. Yeah. Then, no, I didn't hit my head, Dad. I didn't hit my head. And then two weeks later, I look at the helmet, and the shell is broke. It did its job. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. So 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 I know we we where he didn't even know it. Right. No, that's that's, that's all you could ask for. That's good. And and we talk about this on the, you know, in various episodes we've talked about helmets and helmet safeties and just different things. I will tell you right now that a helmet is a disposable item. When you use it, it's a one-use item. This is something you have to know. The other things I know about helmets for sure, lighter helmets are more expensive. But also some of the lighter helmets did horrible in what we'll call catastrophic tests. So that's why the price and and um, price and performance don't necessarily line up. And so you can't, you know, because I've also seen people that will spend a lot of money on a helmet and use it over and over again, and they're just rolling the dice because 
things have gone wrong. And I know some people that buy inexpensive helmets and replace them as they should. And they're probably in a better place um, financially and safety by doing this method, in my opinion. But the other thing is, it's not often that you hit your head in the exact same place two times, but foam crushes and um, if you start dampening the foam. Um, are you bringing in my guest guest host? No? Jim needs to replace his helmet. Yeah. Oh, from the last time? Out of the dunes? Yeah. What kind of helmet was that? Climb. A climb helmet? It did its job? I guess so. Yeah, you're still here, right? Oh. There's another one. Uh-oh. Here, this could be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there's lots of different uh, really good brands of helmets, um, and everybody kind of has an opinion that the only things that you should know is you should probably understand the um, uh, testing and safety standards um, and know what they what the tests are and how they how they work. You know, whether, you know, it's DOT and Snell or ECE and all this stuff. This is a really good thing to know when you are trying to buy a helmet. Uh you know, talk to other people that know. And the problem is, is you're always going to get the, the guys that are spending tons of money on the helmet are always really, really proud of it. And they're they're going to they're going to poo poo the lesser priced helmets that I have been putting on my head for a long time. And I've had, well, I'm still here, right? You know, pretty decent success. But, you know, if you can afford to replace an expensive helmet, um, then then go for it. And there's so much new stuff with helmets Um especially in the rotational categories, um, which when I did this helmet test, we didn't test for. So stuff like MIPS, which is MIPS is inexpensive and very effective. And then there's a lot of um, stuff like in the 6D helmet and the Fly helmet, the Fly Formula helmet has some really good rotational stuff in it that I know works. Um, they have the test data to show it. So, um, And then Climb has the choroid stuff, which I tested two years ago. Uh, torpedo my head in the ground. Yes, Bob? You need to talk about fit oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely the, the other thing that our test showed is that is that bad fit um trumps any like if your helmet doesn't fit you might as well just wear the wrong helmet i mean it doesn't matter how matter how safe your helmet is if it fits wrong and generally people have helmets that are too loose um that's a bad thing that's a really bad thing because it doesn't do its job it's supposed to really cup your head and allow the jello inside there to not shake too much so um okay um let's see who's getting in trouble we have any questions logan um not really do, um, do one show inside the mini track while george and logan spin around on the xr80 uh I'd get dizzy. Actually, I'd get pissed off because I, you know, you know how, like, when I watch somebody do something wrong, I have to, like, push them out of the way and do it right? Yeah. That would be the whole show. I'd have to go over there and take the bike away from you and do it right. So that wouldn't. <laughs> uh, Chris Real says, motorcycles are fair. You ride them and sometimes they ride you. <laughs> That's true. Let's see. If Jimmy is six minutes ahead and he's going to stop, uh, take off his gear and bust out a PBR. Well, this is the other reason, like, we couldn't do the show, George, from the flat track, because I'd probably have to show that trick I did the other day. No, I was just asking about that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're asking about that, and you're trying to, you're sitting there. 
and you're going to text, you're going to try to put it in the chat room? Well, yeah. I have a hard enough time reading these things. Okay, we got a question. Todd Kelly has a question. You want to read it, Logan? Can you find um, it? Got it? Read it. The WPCS4 forks that come on my Christini, I know they aren't the best, but aren't too bad. I heard to talk about reverse bleeding them to improve them a bit. Can you explain that? Man, your your Christini comes with... They have... You're going to have to clarify this, Todd, because I'm pretty sure they're the open cartridge for it's not the 4CS, um, which is the... which is. I'm pretty sure they're the kind of the same as on that are on the EXCs. They're like the they're like the ones that were coming on your 2014-ish KTM uh, EXC. So um, I don't think it's the 4CS, the closed cartridge court uh, forks. But uh, they're not the best, but they aren't too bad. I heard you talk about reverse bleeding them. Can you explain that a bit? So yes, I can explain what what I was doing with that. Um, and I'll tell you the one thing. I do have a Christine, and I have ridden it quite a bit. And I think the the characteristic that the 4CS has, which is kind of stiction, you know, it's it's a it's kind of a stiff initial movement of this fork. Anytime it moves, the first part of the movement is is very stiff. Um, the sometimes the drive of the front wheel can amplify that effect, even on the open cartridge fork so we'll find out make sure it's the 4cs fork if we can figure that out he said it's they aren't you're right i'm right yeah wow that how there's a first time for everything yeah ring the bell i'm right yeah oh okay so the sensation you're feeling is because of the drive of the front wheel instead of the instead of the you know, the fork, sometimes it's pulling and it gives it an additional amount of stiction. Now, the Christini system has a lot of stuff built into the spinning and, and parts uh, to so that the, the drive shafts of the front drive move freely. But the fact that the wheels pulling on that fork can probably put some different forces on it as compared to what's normal. I don't think they'd be much worse then it actually, and now I think about it, it should net-net make it better, you know, make the action of the fork better. But there is some stiction in there. I know this. Um, but so the reverse, the, ver, the, the negative pressure is, so instead, instead of having your bike on the stand like you're supposed to when you want to put zero air pressure in there, I actually usually have bleeder fork caps on there, the ones that have the little buttons, and I push down on the fork, and then I push the button on the fork down, air comes out, and then I let it extend. And so you're putting negative pressure in there. And by how far you push it into the stroke affects how much negative pressure in there. Can you um, get it, you know, exact? Eh, probably not, but it made a difference, especially on those four CS forks. I found it could really um, benefit the way that they felt. So you're running with like slightly negative pressure. I would try that on the Christini. And if, if you haven't just been bleeding them, like, as a habit in the beginning, just the normal air pressure that builds up on them could be a problem. So, uh, yes, Bob? Uh, Stiction is called breakout force. Breakout force. The amount of force that it takes to move the fork initially. Okay. That sounds good. Like the difference between static and kinetic energy? No, it's the, the, the force initially... 
required to get the fork to move. Okay, so we'll um, we'll put that on the blackboard up here, right? Do you want to draw a diagram or anything? Do you have any Do you have any reference I manuals? I because it's a different right. front wheel. If it, as, as you mentioned, if the the torque loads on the forks are different than what they are on a regular dirt bike, right? And maybe that's contributing to the increased breakout. Yeah, and I think I I bet you I bet you somehow I mean because I know those shafts they're on these these really interesting bearings, the 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 drive shafts right. and. And I've tested, you know, I've, I've tested pushing on them when I, you know, flexing them and stuff, and they move pretty, pretty free. But I'm sure that um, I'm pretty sure that that could, uh, you know, usually a combination of everything. Yeah, exactly, a combination of everything. So, um, glad. Uh, Shauna Spencer says, Jimmy, can you recommend a skid plate for a 500? Uh, Longtime enduro engineering aluminum user, but keep hearing good things about the composites. So Shauna, uh, that's a that's a KX five hundred, a CR five hundred, or a KTM five hundred. Huh? Yeah, probably KTM five hundred. I'm just I'm just saying because sometimes the questions get vague. And uh, but uh, and recommend a skid plate five hundred. I. <laughs> um, so. It depends. It depends on how. <laughs> it's just like a helmet. How hard are you going to smash this thing? Like if you're gonna if you're really gonna smash this thing into stuff, aluminum, you know, just because it's gonna add a little bit more strength, the by nature the the compositor the you know the 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 plastic ones for instance will flex and so you can still dent the frame rails, and you know if that's what you're putting the skid plane on if you're putting the skid plane on to protect the cases then it's like how much is it gonna fold up, and then it's sort of a it's sort of a toss up because. Sometimes the aluminum ones will actually bend in, and there's so much force going in there anyways, it's going to just keep going. And where the plastic ones will add some sort of a rubber bumper effect, in my opinion. So um, I have been running uh, the you know the plastic ones for a while now. I've kind of gone away from it because I didn't because the best thing about the plastic ones is they don't affect the the handling as much. The aluminum ones tend to. And some of them are pretty good designs. They don't affect it that much. I didn't notice that many bad effects from the Enduro Engineering ones. We do have a test. I know for sure on both the TM Design Works and an Enduro Engineering skid plate on uh, Dirt Bike Test. Are you posting that yet, George? No. He's got a beer in his hand, and he's smoking a cigarette. No, toothpick. Toothpick. Yeah, smoking a cig, and he didn't. So everybody's going to be waiting for waiting. To get those, you know, those those links right now. You're almost like Logan, just slacking on the job. <laughs> um, Terrible. So, uh, <laughs> what, you leave? <laughs> you want to sit in, you want to be a co-host? Logan's probably ready to quit. You were supposed to quit a couple shows ago. What happened? Yeah, what happened with that? Logan's in the hospital. supposed to get better in two weeks, not quit yeah. in two weeks. <laughs> he said he was giving me his two-week notice. Two week notice till all was good. Oh, that has different meaning. And and you know once you once you're in the real world and you have to get a job, like a two week two week notice is is bad, you know for somebody. Not yeah. good. Not good for everybody. See, you coming back was kind of a good thing. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure, especially with that card incident. We need Logan. We need Logan. Okay, where did where did where did Andrew go? You ditch again? I don't want to get yeah. Well, somebody's got to pet my cat. 
Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Sean, I, I got that KTM. So, um, uh, the, there's, there's a lot of different good brands out there that do stuff. You know, if they were sponsors of the show, I'd tell you the, which one, the best ones kind of like that climb helmet. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I, I, I'm stoked on my helmet. It's light. It's super lightweight. Um, it's doing its job. Uh, I'm pretty sure. You know what? I don't know if they're in stock. Actually, you can. Have you got a new one yet? No. Did you put one on your list of gear for photo modeling gear? Um, I was trying to pick a color, and none of them were popping up. None of the colors. Like, so, so they're back order too. Because I know yeah. I, I have some on order too. And I just got a box though. There's a climb box someplace floating around here. Actually, there's a moto minded box that's gone AWOL around here someplace. I think I remember picking it up and throwing it into a truck, and now it's vaporized, which is really sad because the part I need is important. Hey, look at that. Look what popped up. Look what George just did on the chat room. Uh, search for skid plate, and then and then they all come up, all the skid plates. Wow. Isn't that site awesome? You know, there was something I was wanting to know, and I just Googled it. Mm -hmm. The first thing that popped up was a dirt bike test review. Man, I bet you somebody could make money with that site. <laughs> yeah, if they knew how to do it. Um, on the 100th show, we're going to reveal our new business plan for how to make this thing um, do something other than. <laughs> hey, look at our stuff's lining up in the back there. Those, the pictures yeah. doing that was pretty good. A couple of the ads. Hey, Recluse. You know, you know what I did for the last um, six days. Also, besides riding, use a recluse. No, I rode. I rode zero bikes with recluses. Oh, yeah, and I didn't stall. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I stalled way more than I usually do. And I was very happy that bikes now have this electric start thing. Yeah. So I was riding um, Jim's old bike, the one that crashed me for the second time. So last time I was on the show and I talked about crashing, that was Jim's bike. I think it's the oil. It's the oil that I'm using? Yeah. The and then this time I crashed again. It was Jim's bike. And um, it must be the oil. I changed it, though. It didn't seem to help. Wrong kind of oil. Uh, but that has a regular clutch back in it because he took his recluse out with him. And he took the rear wheel before he sold it to me. And I'm riding a KTM 350 that's kind of just a stock bike that I use for doing um, the schools. So I leave a regular clutch in it. So I was stalling a lot because I didn't have my recluse because I get used, too used to it. Um, so just so you know, recluse clutch is awesome. Um, I think they're still a show sponsor. My, my business manager hasn't got back to me. You know this kid named Trevor? Yeah. Yeah, you should work on them a little bit. Maybe I could send you to California. You could rough them up like Prump Nevada style. <laughs> First, you go out in front of his house and you do wheelies back and forth in front of his oh, house. Yeah. Yep. And then you then then when he then when he sees you, you you confront him and then punch him out and say, "This is from Jimmy." <laughs> and then you drive away. And then that, then then he Wait. wonders. Then he then he contacts me and I say, "Oh, my man saw you." And you're like, "Yeah, that's how we do business." What? Don't. Before he does this. Before he does this, and then he'd be like a local. A local. No, I think uh, the Prump, I don't know. Do you have to have tattoos out here yet? No, but Huntington Beach. I know, but he, but he's from Prump. You want, I want him to send a message yeah. to the other side of the business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, Bob? Did you ever, did you know about uh, Trevor's dad's Huntington Beach Pier? 
Oh, I know all about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know all about that stuff. <laughs> so I was there. I lived in that house. Uh, okay, we have any other questions? It's kind of tapered tapered off there. Andrew's yeah. Andrew's coming back. You went and found him. Was he petting my cat for me? No, I was. You were. You were taking care of the pat, cat petting? Cat. Right. Um, Andrew, you're going to come over here and uh, we're going to give um, Logan some riding advice, some riding and training advice? No, you come over here. He's gonna he's gonna give up his chair. I need somebody else to talk because I'm thirsty. <laughs> Wait, he just got his kombucha. He kombucha. Uh, margaritas. You got me going on those, man. Oh, do you did did you fix it up? No. No. Because you used the the monster kombucha. They make that yet? Mm, no, Logan. Yet. You get to sit in here too. Oh. Yeah, you guys can just just pile in here. It's. They re- they they relaxed the COVID measures here, didn't they? We're we're open for business. Yeah, that's what the county council voted to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, because I because I went in someplace with a mask on. They said you don't have to wear that if you don't want to. I mean, they could obviously tell I didn't want to, but um, they said you don't have to wear that. And I'm like, oh okay. So I mean, I'm glad I get now to make a choice about my life because riding motorcycles isn't dangerous enough. So I just want to run around without a mask. Double up. Um, Troy Hicks says prump equals face tattoos. Logan? <laughs> We're going to have a contest for to get the best face tattoo for Logan. This is why we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. Jordan, I heard a good story about you, Logan. Jordan, uh, oh, it's part of the training. Oh. You, how did you, so that, So we, we were talking about Loretta Lynn's earlier, right, Andrew? In the early days of Loretta Lynn's. Yeah. He's now he's nervous. <laughs> so, um, is your mic on yet, Logan? Do we need to turn you up? Okay. Well, that's the wrong one. Uh, let's turn Logan's mic up here. Hey, Go can ahead. you put a, a moose in a 790? That's a good question. On. Uh, the front? Did you, was this yes or no? This is a, this is a, a while back, but um, make sure you talk into that one because it's kind of quiet. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, we were going to do some tests, believe it or not, because I didn't, I mean, it's not recommended for sure. It's not. It's, no, it's not for recommended. Sure on the box, they would but, say no. Because it's. Remember, those bikes have a big front tire, and don't try to dodge the question that we're about to ask. Um, it was. It was. He, this guy wanted to know whether he could put a moose in his adventure bike tire as a run flat device, so it would. He would actually have air in his tubeless tire, but then the moose would be in there in case he got a flat to kind of keep going. So this is something that next time I change an adventure bike tire, I'm going to stuff a moose in there and test it. So Andrew, Andrew and I were just talking about random things um, on our drive today, and we had some um, good conversations. In good the conversations. Well, we were actually, we were actually, believe it or not, you, you know where we saw you at that time, Logan, out yeah. there when we were in the UTV. Yeah. So me and Andrew were actually kind of, <laughs> we got, we got lost a little bit driving here because you know, was trying to shortcut through Perum. Yeah, I was, try, I was cutting a shortcut. Rowdy. I was cutting a shortcut, and um, so we're driving through there, and I started telling them a story about seeing you up there with your with your uh, your girls. And uh, girls he, or girlfriend? Well, him and his buddy and yeah. his well, so it's kind of it's 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 just prompt, so it involves his sister too. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, anyways, I, t- I kind of telling the end of the story about me mobbing through there on the on the on the UTV and you know seeing you, and I didn't realize it was you, kind of didn't, and then we thought it maybe, but Heather said, yeah. But Andrew said, oh, you know, this is one time when I was growing up. And, and so the question, Andrew, to ask is, so that year at, at Loretta Lynn's, how was the performance? Like, like did in, in your race results, how was the race results that year? 
I won and I got second. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, good. That that that's okay. So Logan, I guess it's okay to hang out with chicks and and do this stuff. It's not going to hurt the race results too much. Is that where you met your wife? No, no. I mean, she grew up racing, so yeah. I I knew who she was for a long time, but never, oh. not until we got older. I was like sixteen oh. before. Yeah, we started hanging out. So, so we got, um, Hey, but dude, I'm going to tell you, I've been out there on the road books, especially this area he was talking about. And we've been doing like multi-piece training and all this. I see some funky stuff out there in prompt. You better be, you better be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a face tattoo would help if he had a face tattoo. Nobody's going to mess with them. I saw an S10 where they must've been driving at night and they had to be full gas and just Drove it right into a ditch and, and left it there. And they're done with that. Yeah, and they're That'll done with that. Forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but so I, I I talked to him about your style. Do you want to explain the, the the style, Logan? Like like how you know so so there were there were there were there were two guys and there were two girls and two motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you're out there doing like a little, what we call a little yeah. smooching, right? Well, hey, but normally if you give a chick a ride, you're like, this is the problem with my wife because she rides too. And she's, I, hey, babe, you want to go like ride a motorcycle dinner? She says, sure. She hops on. She thinks I'm going to sit in the back and she's going to ride. I'm like, no, no, this is not, this is not how it works. So normally when you ride with your babe, you hop on the bike. She hops on the back. She puts her hands around you. And this is how you ride. But this is not how you rode with your girlfriend, apparently. <laughs> you were nope. doing it like wheelie boy style, you know? Like, you know when you see the guys, like, and then they Scott, have someone on the front? There's some techniques here. There's some techniques here. Um, Where did you learn that, Logan? <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy made it up. Oh, I did. <laughs> I made it. I did not. I did not make it up. We witnessed this, right, Heather? So so earlier earlier before we went out live, um, Johnny Johnny Campbell and his his wife Faye were here, and so it's it's funny because you know most of us are you know with, that are married, our our wives ride, and 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 Faye really wanted to know. She's like, what is this I'm hearing about? <laughs> she, she, she wanted to straighten she you was, out. I'm she, not gonna lie. She was very interested in like she was she was like Johnny, you need to pay attention to what Logan's got going on. <laughs> so this is uh this is you know. So maybe this week Johnny's gonna be practicing his wheelies and hoping you know trying yeah. to show Faye what he's got, and then maybe she'll hop on and go for a ride. Yeah. So you're you're, you're kind of keeping a little under wraps the techniques. I so so I understand that the, the the physics of you know the girl sitting in front of you and like you know facing you and you know your hands are on the handlebars, she's wrapped around you in front of you. Now this is like different than than my style, but I I just like what technique did you use to actually get them there? Like onto the motorcycle, like what, like, like you would be scared if I said do this. Yeah, probably. Just take right. some acrobatics. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he just put armor all on the seat, so when he parked on a hill, I slide forward. And then she'd really have to hang on I if we went uphill. Hang on to his bike. Hang on to me. Yeah. So. And I was like fifteen. <laughs> Jimmy's got his own tricks. <laughs> no, he's probably already out. tried this. Yeah. Is your is your seat been armor all? Because he doesn't. <laughs> And 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 then like, he's using your bike. He's trying to show off. Like, uh, hey, yeah, what, you have to start checking the hour meter on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's not running a lot. They usually go to a nice hill and they park. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think they go. Yeah, 
Someone says, Jimmy, her dad might be listening. Her, her last name isn't Hensley, is it? <laughs> I hope not, because that's, that's the last name of the guy. Uh, so, um, okay. Who's uh, Emily Martin? That would be her. Is she going to come on the show sometime, or we scared her away, effectively scared her away? Uh, yeah, that's her. <laughs> huh? Yep. Uh, yeah, now he can't talk. Yeah, he can't even get a Yeah, back to back to Logan. Early days, Logan. Yeah. It's okay, Logan. Hey, this hey, if it doesn't kill you, it'll make you stronger. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they always say about that stuff. Um. Uh, they're talking about tires now. Really? We're gonna go back to the motorcycles. Yeah. Where? What training questions were we gonna go through, Andrew? You said kids camp, maybe, or yeah. something? Kids camp, yeah. Yeah, I think you really should do this. This is the future yeah, generation, and I think you need to pass down your skills, all your, your desert skills. Well, your son, he, he does Jimmy breaking drills. Kind of. Kind of. We call him Jimmy breaking drills. Because There's really only one that we do. Which but is? We, we love it. Oh, the panic breaking. No, yeah, we the hands up. Oh, yeah, Simon really says. Fast, and then, yes, yeah, I don't know. You have names for it, but we call them Jimmy Breaking Drills. Okay. But he does. So this. guess what? We, we're just ch we're changing. we got to own this thing because if we don't, somebody else will steal it, and then they'll call it whatever their name is, and then I'll be out again. So The best part is I'm making trails at home, and Jimmy will call me, and my son will like be stuck on the side of the hill, and I say, hey, Jimmy, what does he do? And Jimmy says some not-so-nice things. Well, he says really good things, yeah. but we no. can't repeat these things, yeah. but it gives him an excuse to say it. So he gets really happy. He talks about his Jimmy skills. No, I always, I, I always, he'll, he'll, and usually he'll, it's like if he's out, in the, he's out riding, he FaceTimes me. Andrew will FaceTime, he'll yeah. turn around and go, look, and he's, he's on the side of the hill. And I'll say the complete wrong thing. I mean, not like, there's some bad words sometimes, but it's like just the worst, the, I, just as a joke, because I know he's yeah. listening. Yeah. I'll tell him what he probably wants to say. It's probably what you want to say, right? I want him to figure it out. So I what? want him to use his brain, and I don't want me to tell him what to do his whole life. And so, so I'm really trying to accelerate need, this learning curve. You don't learn from spouses. Yeah. And you don't learn really from parents. Yeah, he but he looks to me. Oh, you do if they whip your ass he needs a yeah. or shoot you with a salt gun. Yeah, Jimmy would be great for him. But you, gotta, you should bring him out here and while you guys are rally training, Jim and I will ride around with him. Yeah, that would be even better. Yeah. Except yeah. for you take him to the date ranch. <laughs> you don't have enough gas to get to the date ranch. Well, not, yeah. The first time you guys said the date ranch, I said, mm, I don't know. My wife might kill me if we talk about that. But <laughs> it's actually the, yeah, in Pahrump. The China date ranch. Everybody gets a date. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, but this place is world famous. I want to make a, a road book there because the date shakes are unbelievable. Yeah. And the dates and all he, this stuff. He doesn't want to go there because he's scared of the date shakes. He's yeah. scared because he, he eats them and they're not trip. they're not on the health plan. Oh, they can't yeah. be on any health. Those things are so good. Yeah, yeah. they're amazing. They're so. full of sugar. Um, so uh, every, ever passing through Death Valley on an adventure bike, you need to stop at the China Date Ranch. It should be a mandatory stop. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody says Logan's taken the fifth. Well, when hasn't he taken the fifth? <laughs> Gabe is. Who's that? Come on. <laughs> The other, 
he, he at least put the card in the, the thing, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, clone them. Why? So when I piss one off and they quit, there's another one around? Yeah. That's a good idea, George. Huh. <laughs> the best thing I learned in the last two days from Jimmy is uh, extreme riding, kind of like if there's a, a tight 180 or you got to get your bike situated through the rocks where your bike doesn't necessarily fit and the angle's not right. He, he had his extreme enduro technique where you kind of lock the front end and move it over. But when it's like in these situations, you're going downhill and I put my feet on rocks or I'm not weighting the foot pegs. And so he would weight the front end and push it over with his hand. Or one time he didn't even have to use his hand. And he got the angle perfect. Or most people get off their bike and try to, to get the angle right and go down and kind of walk it. But Jimmy can just go do a stop. He move it exactly where he wants it. And so I've been practicing this last two days. So that's the biggest bike skill I did I've that. learned. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Did you try the hot tub? No, the hot tub wasn't oh, going. Didn't. No, we didn't. My, we were my, getting serious. My assistant, my assistant wasn't up there to prep it for me. I mean, I can't get anything done by myself, Bob. It's like I, I need help these days. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but we at least did have hot water and shower. That was oh. that was pretty huge. Um, so yeah, we 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 were working on um, little uh, trail riding techniques and things, and um, yeah, staying trying to. I'm trying to. Um, what am I trying to do? What, what, like, what kind of recovery program am I on for my hip? Um, Kendall left. The shaman left. So oh, yeah. Not on any recovery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try to, I, yeah, try to help. But, um, Miller High Life? Yeah. No, I didn't have any Miller High Lives. I had Milwaukee's Best, believe it or not. Yep. Another, uh, do I need Loma Azul? Yeah, I'd like a shot of tequila. Okay, got my, my my wife brought me a gift when she came out to visit. Jen, no, Jen's in Richmond. Oh, Jen did. Well, you brought a gift from Jen. That was awesome. Uh, Logan, do you have any questions for Andy Short? No. No. <laughs> no. Really? Okay. So you, you do you do you remember when Andy was racing, or are you too young? Yeah, I remember. You remember? Yeah. Okay. So, how many of your friends would be super stoked to be able to sit down next to Andrew and ask him some questions? I mean, they'd all get one. nervous, like you. One friend. One. Only one friend. Where is he? Her. Is your uh, sister? Two blocks that way. Two blocks that way. Should you call him and see if he has any questions? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> he. Oh, he come over. Want autographs? No, he <laughs> probably asked the wrong question. Hey, Andrew, how is the YZ one twenty five X? That's what I want to know. I really only bought this bike because Jimmy had it sitting in the garage, and my son rode a YZ65. Now he's on a YZ85. But I initially thought this would be the perfect bike for me to ride with him, and it is because I normally ride a 450, and on these trails like we were talking about, it's really easy for me to just put that thing in first or second gear, and I have so much traction and torque, it makes riding easy. So this bike has been great to teach me fundamentals again, carry momentum, gear selection, and I just have a blast on it. It's like being a kid again. So this is why that bike's awesome. Um, I haven't ridden another 125 in a long time. And you rode mine. Yeah, actually, I did ride yours for a couple of straightaways. And um, what happened? Oh, that, that one's the, the bog bike. You had something in the, the <laughs> was, float bowl, I think. Yeah, it was a piece of junk. In it the... would run amazing until all of a sudden oh. it didn't. It was funny because... Um, uh, Eric, 
Eric was riding with us that day, and he was he was uh, Ken, He's a high he, level mechanic, high yeah. level mechanic, and he, he used to build all the bikes for JCR. He was Ricky's Dakar mechanic, and and he got here. He got here a day early, and and Andrew was here, and we were getting ready to do rally training. I said, like, "Hey, let's go ride 125s," because I had the KTM 125XE, I had the YZ125X, and I had my YZ125, and we went out and did a loop around here, and uh, and so we were all kind of switching bikes and. I rode I rode mine I think in the beginning or I don't remember no I think I had to ride the KTM because you're not allowed to ride the Eric KTM. Eric was riding the the older 1.5. He's right. like this thing has a mean bog. Jimmy's like nope that thing runs perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm Which like it did. I'm like dude this thing it, no it's fine I rode it because I rode it recently. I'm like no no it's it's just like I know yeah it can bog a little bit because it's kind of tuned high it's high performance you know super like I ported it and everything like that so, so it. So I just figured it was him, you know, and he's also self-admittedly hadn't been riding like in three years or something and hadn't ridden a 125 in forever. And so he's riding around and he's just saying it has a bog. And I'm like, yeah, what does he know? <laughs> right. And then Andrew rides it and Andrew goes, dude, this thing rips, except it's just like it hits the kill button. It just stops. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Because I know he knows and I know he's not, you know, you're not babying it or yeah. anything like that. Because, you, you know, a 125, you can be two gears high, get on the gas and it'll bog. And so I'm like, okay. So we switched around again and I hopped on and I rode it and it did it a couple of times. I'm like, oh man, this is so bad. The best uh, was Jimmy on the way back. We'd line up all three bikes uh, on the, the flat road and he we'd put it in third gear, I think. And we'd all keep it at the same RPM. And third he, gear roll-ons. He had like his head bob. It was like one, two, three. And everyone, wah, and see which one accelerated faster. And it was cool to have that and that perspective and you obviously have experience doing this, but this is something I'd never think of or have three similar uh, matched bikes to to compare this. But it was cool. This this is how you test. I mean, it's how you test yeah. to know. You know, we had we had so that so my my YZ was just what year is that? Two thousand five. Five. Yeah. Two thousand five. First year of aluminum frame, and um, but that one kind of doesn't count. But the, these are two brand new twenty twenty one stock bikes, and we wanted to see. Actually, there's a picture floating on the rotation behind us of, of me and you when we were ripping up and down that sand while shooting photos. Yeah. But it, it, it's really interesting to see just the kind of the third gear roll on or third or fourth or whichever one you're doing it. Really, you know, you, you let the bikes bog down into like low RPMs and then roll it on, and you you it's like a dyno. It's a, it's like a real world dyno. And depending on the traction, and we're on a really good road with really good traction, so so it, it, it shows how they pull, like how long they pull, and it shows the gear ratios to some extent um, and where they where they pick up and pull, and you can kind of adjust the, the takeoff RPM, which is speed. And then and then you can see how different bikes pull differently. And it was kind of it was kind of cool. But we do that with all different bikes. And sometimes I'll do it between different kinds of bikes because somebody says, oh, you know, a 350 is really slow. And it's like. So if you do like a fourth gear roll on it, on a 350 and a 450, the 450 just annihilates it. Yeah. But you do a third gear roll on at like a higher RPM, the 350 pulls it. Yeah, sure. And so there's like these just different things you can do. And it's like, is it fast? What gear are you in? Where's the throttle position? You know, it's all yeah. is always the. Where are you riding it? Who yeah, are you? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you what do you do? So. Um, but as a racer, I never tested like that because I wasn't comparing it to other bikes. I was always trying to refine the bike that I was on and I wasn't mindful of what everybody else was on. I was trying to maximize what I had. So you have a different testing perspective than what I do and what I think of and what's important to you isn't important to me. And it was just cool to see that day, how your thought process on how you evaluated them and, 
and what made your brain tick and what my, you know, I was looking at that bike completely different. Going between like product testing, which is what we're doing. You know, I'm testing something and I I have to describe it for everyone. I need to tell somebody. So somebody's sitting there deciding between that KTM and that Yamaha, which of course I still haven't. No, I actually wrote most of the story, but we never did the magazine. But (laughs) so they're sitting there trying to decide between those two bikes. They haven't ridden them. I have. And and I and I can't say like this one is better because it's like no this is the this is what this one works like and this is what this one works like and describe them so they can feel like they've ridden them and they say hey Jimmy I mean I know what you like but I don't like any of that we talked about this with yeah. different different people you know you can identify with you go I, I kind of like the stuff that that guy likes or I don't like what that guy likes and then you can start as you get to know that person as a test rider or the way that they describe things then you can. And as a consumer, I think everybody's different. Like some people have expendable income and other people are just trying to ball on a budget and they have to be really mindful of how much money they're actually going to spend. Or, you know, like what you said, if you have $6,000 to blow, then yeah, great. This is a, a great bike to have. You know, otherwise you might want to go this direction. And so I think you have to know who you're speaking to and understand the person that's writing the article and what's important to them. And Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and I always, I always felt like, you know, I always felt like it was my money that I was that I was spending when I was recommending. And we talked about just different way guys would say, you know, they 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 say I buy, I'd buy this in a minute, and it's like, well, why didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and oh. I, and and my my kind of go to is like, th- there's times when I said I bought this bike or I did I I ended yeah. up buying this bike because it was that good. And there's other times I say, hey, look, if you don't have you know, now it's $10,000. And when I was writing, it was six and seven and $8,000. But if you don't have $10,000 to spend on a bike right now, don't ride it because yeah. it's going to, you're going to figure out a way to get 10 grand to, to do it. And I, I mean, and I was lucky cause I was spoiled and I always had a new one in line and I, because I wanted to go buy that bike after I tested it, I'd literally wanted to go buy it. I had another bike in line that I had to go test as my job. And then I'd forget that I wanted to buy the one I was just on. And I go, oh, maybe I want to buy this one. They're all really that good. And I mean, that's the way I felt when I rode that beta 200 a couple of weeks ago. And even my buddy Dave, who rode it with me, he's like, I, I want to buy, we all want to buy this bike. And, and, uh, then, you know, I cooled down after a couple of days and I didn't want to buy it anymore. And, and, and then not because it wasn't as good as it, it was, it was just like, I rode something else. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, I wouldn't buy just a 125. Like that wouldn't be my bike of choice every day. I would much rather have a 450. But this bike is awesome to ride with my son. I have a blast on it. And it's kind of like my go-to bike, you know, Monday through Friday when I ride with him. And then when I go, like if I want to go ride with you, I'm not going to bring a 125. I bring my 450. Oh, you, know, you should. I'll race. smoke you. <laughs> I know you're like a <laughs> no, 125 I, specialist, but. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a great bike, and especially for somebody that you know needs a bike that's a little, um, little cheaper and can teach you the fundamentals. I think if you're getting into the sport, this is a great bike to teach you um, how to ride and how to enjoy it and maintain it and all those things. So I hope to keep the bike, and maybe one day so my little dude will be on it. Logan has a one twenty five. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's he has KTM one twenty five, and I think it's good that he didn't, you didn't Jimmy his dad didn't throw him right on two fifty F because. Oh. Shoot, you put them on a 300, what happened? I mean, the Beta 300 X Trainer, which is a tiny bike, right? Yeah. Does your sister, does your sister know you crashed it? Yeah. Is it, is it, is it bad? Is it perfect? Is it fixed up? Yeah, it's all back together. It's all back together? Is she mad at you? Her bike? 
Yeah. Yeah. Did you replace the smash muffler? No. He's a performance dent. Performance dent. Tuning dent is fine. Hey, Andrew, Eric Featherston says, it's so awesome to see a rider of your ability and accomplishments come from motocross and supercross to off-road rally racing. You have accomplished so many, so much already and have been faced with big challenges. What is the future for you, your goals in rally racing? By the way, you are an excellent ambassador and role model for American youth. There is no good reason why Americans can't dominate in global world rally. So I think the question is, is what are your goals? Yeah, thanks for the kind word. My uh, goals are just to have fun. Like I raced motocross, supercross for so long, and it was, that was my dream. And I, I love rally, and but I love trail riding, and I love riding with my son. So my goals are just to do my best. Obviously, I'd like, like to win. Everybody wants to win, and um, but it's not an easy thing to do, and you have to be realistic. So one step at a time. I feel like I'm in a great position. So we'll see what happens. Um, with Dakar, that's that's the one you want to win. The other ones, I've won a, a world championship round, and I kind of crossed that off as a goal. And the next big one, second would be Dakar. in the second in the world championship series. Yeah, and I finished yeah. second in some like in Silkway and all the big races. I've done really good at except for Dakar. So that's the last one to kind of conquer, and takes a lot of stars to align to have success in this race. So. We'll see, but and it only happens once a year. It's kind of like Loretta Lenz as a kid. It's like you <laughs> work all year for one race, and if it goes bad on day one or two or whatever, it's uh, it's a lot of work down and, down the drain. And he's and he's sitting here saying he does this for fun. And if you know how much work and effort he's putting into the training aspect of what he's doing, it's like some. I mean, how much? It's fun when you're on the bike and riding. I mean, we all like this, but there's a lot of work that goes into you know getting out here. You know, but if I prep. won the lottery, this is exactly what I would be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would move to Perum, but I would come visit. Buy a, a com- you yeah. should buy. You should buy a compound out here. No, I don't want to buy nothing. I think it's more work. So I like riding dirt bikes. Yeah. So and that's it. yeah, and uh, I like trail riding though too. Yeah, I don't like motocross so much. I've done enough of that. I like riding motocross with my kid. Yeah, and so we were talking about like he's. We were talking about just different disciplines of riding and like why you do it. And it's like it's kind of like you do one thing for enough, and then you're over it, and then you want to do something else. But for me, I get over it in like three days, and I want to do the next thing, and then I'll be right back to the one I hated, like you know, a week later, a month later, um, something like that. Not that I hated it; it was just I wanted to do the next one. Yeah. So, okay, um, let's see. We got any other uh, questions out in the? Uh, Facebook world. So if you're watching this show someplace else, if you're listening to it on um, some podcast format, um, share it with your friends, let them know about us. We are 98 shows deep. And if, Hey, if I responded to you on YouTube and said your question would be answered in show uh, 97, we actually answered it in show 96 because uh, math wasn't one of my strong points. So just, uh, you know, if you're listening to it and you said, man, I listened to 95 and I asked a question and 96 didn't, you know, just listen to another show. You can go back in our archives and watch any one of these shows. And they're a little bit timeless because we don't talk about the week to week racing stuff. And you can probably learn at least half of some good information on any show when we're not picking on Logan. Actually, you should go back and listen to the early shows because uh, Logan barely talks and it can hardly read a sentence. Yeah. Well, actually, he could read a sentence, but your grammar and punctuation and spelling and things like that 
on the questions he was forced to read were, was horrific. And uh, he did actually a pretty good job, even even then. I heard your sponsor drops much better. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, the, the reads were a little rough on the last ones, I think. You know, you and the girls. Where are they? Where's our helpers? Where's the Maslows? Bobby and Benny. <laughs> yeah, where are they? They're scared off? They're, they quit? Uh, no. Nope. Are they, did they start their own podcast and they're, 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 they're taking off. They're, they're going to, they're going to copy my format and be done with it. Everybody has a podcast now. Yeah. Right. So they could probably get X credit at school if they do this right. Yeah, for sure. So, um, okay. Uh, is it safe to make wheel tubeless with those kits they sell online? Sale online. Have you done a regular wheel tubeless? I use the tubeless, the Nitro Moose tubeless. Um, what's the name of the company? The regular name, um, New, New Tech. Tech. New Tech. I've done New Tech, and that's the only one I've done. So I'm not really, uh, I'm not really sure. And somebody says, I Jimmy- just get scared with it. What's your opinion? Because when you go tubeless, you run typically the people run uh, low tire pressure, and then the profile of the tire isn't round anymore. It's more square. So then it's harder to turn. You might have good straight line traction, but as soon as you get on the edge and it's so sharp that it's going to go really hard. So what is the thing? So most of the guys that are, in my my experience, most of the guys that are running the tubeless system to run low pressure. Yeah, this makes um, no sense. Our tires aren't designed this way. They don't turn. Yeah, they're they're not, they're not concerned. They're not concerned with like, you know, like, you know, when we talk about turn, we talk about tire wallow and traction and stuff like they don't, this doesn't even matter. They're just trying to get traction and what they're trying to wrap and conform to every bump. And and so it's, it's a, it's a different, it's kind of a different world there. And in some aspects that works really good, but you know, you hear people that, that understand a little bit about riding fast. We will not run um, a really soft sidewall tire on a tubeless system because you like I run a Kenda equilibrium on a tubeless system and I run 15 and 16 PSI in it because I need the, the, I don't, the, the, the stability in the tire just goes away, you know? So you, you have to kind of compromise for it. But I think most of the time they just want to run, they want their tire to like, it's like airing down. Yeah. They want to run air down all the time and and they don't care about it wallowing around and 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 when you have a tire like that even aired down and you accelerate in a straight line it doesn't go straight yeah but they don't accelerate like this and it has to affect your chassis a lot i would think also oh it it uh and you'd have to put more on the spring i think to get ride height back up and they don't care about this (laughs) yeah so stiff so in tubeless tires stiffer sidewalls tend to work a lot better like desert style tires like the Kenda Parker DT the 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 um uh, Dunlop uh, AT81 is a decent tire on a tubeless setup and stuff so um uh Eric Featherston says I signed on late what is your future Yamaha factory rally oh yeah where are you going like which rallies not which, uh, not which brand. Like, he's like, he's like, am I going somewhere? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> I don't know anything. No, where are you, no, where yeah, are you going? I'm, tell I'm, me your, tell me your, tell me your snore rally first, right? Yeah, but this I'm doing by myself. I'm paying to go there, so I'm doing this for fun, like we just talked about. Sounds like a great opportunity to ride my dirt bike, do road books, maybe have some tacos. And after that is Kazakhstan in June. 
I've never done this race, and the weather looks 50-50. Uh, from the videos in the past, it can rain a lot, but most of the course is on the beach. The next one, Silkway, which is in July. I've done this race. Uh, typically, it goes Russia, Mongolia, China. This year, there's no China uh, for obvious reasons, but this is a 12-day race um, where Kazakhstan's a, a, a five-day race with a, a prologue. Um, after that, my next rally will be in Morocco in October, which is the best rally of the year. It's really similar to Dakar. Uh, Morocco has great terrain. That's uh, a, a great desert. And normally all the competition is there. So it kind of gives you an idea where you stand before the big race. And my final event before Dakar will be Abu Dhabi in November. And this is purely just sand dunes and sand piece. And uh, the good part is it's the border country to Saudi. It's just north of similar, Saudi. Similar dunes. Yeah, it's the same dunes, and the empty quarter is real similar, but we don't go in there a lot. And this has a lot of the subca grass where it's like a, the old ocean where it's real flat and then big dunes, and you got to find the right valleys. And um, But this race is really professional. Um, it's held at the, the is F1 it, track. Is it still all open, open arrow? No. No, it's, it's full navigation now. Uh, or they do a lot of, but the air open opens the air up a lot. Opens a lot. I yeah. think it's every every node's a waypoint, but it's long caps and um, there's still a lot of strategy, you know. And, and you know, if you lead out the one the first day, you're going to lose a lot of time, and then you know you'll gain it all back on the second. So if you play your cards right, you can kind of figure out where you're going to go, and you have to hang it out. And it's uh, I like these races because I can't read terrain like the desert guys, but I can read like. Sand dunes is like Moto Guys paradise. There's, there's no, you know, there's no real, re there's no real reading. In yeah, sand it's dunes. freestyle yeah. and it's super fun. You know, you're just, I don't know, it's like what your your dreams are made of. You're just ripping up and down dunes and airing it out. And typically, it gets into uh, groups, so you're riding with other guys, and this is really fun too. You know, because it's like uh, you riding with your buddies really fast, and uh, and there's some strategy and some hands being thrown and all that stuff, you know, you're getting mad at this dude and this dude and you're ganging up on each other. And I like that. <laughs> so Troy Hicks says, he says, so I love it when you have smart guests. And I think he's, I think he's talking to you cause you have me as a guest and I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shorty, you how do you, <laughs> how do you keep Stoke while so many other retired pros, uh, seem to walk away from the sport? Are there other former top American MX pros that are big in the off-road uh, desert scene? Jordan nah. Siegel. Yeah, Sipes like Ryan Osborne. It's like everything in life. Zach told you he wanted to do Dakar, right? Yeah, I think he like. Well, he just likes off-road, whether it's yeah. six days or I don't know GNCC. I think he'll do whatever. Yeah, he likes to ride. He likes to ride dirt bikes. He rode a GNCC in the break of the motocross series last year. Yeah, I think this helped out when you aren't racing. With <laughs> just, COVID, just, you can put in another race, and it just, helps get paid, just, too. <laughs> get your stuff in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's every once in a while you see guys kind of float back and forth, you know, try try to do stuff. But There's two there's two types of people. There's people that do it for a living, and it's a job, and you can see it, you know, at the races. If you go there, they're the ones who are in and out, and it's it's just clear. And then there's people that love to ride, and they want to be there, and they choose to be there. And some people, it's different. I feel like like Chad Reed, he loves racing. I don't know if he loves riding his dirt bike, but he loves competing. He likes the atmosphere, the people, the feeling, you know, the emotion, um, adrenaline, all these things. And I think it's going to be hard for him to replace that. And then there's other people that just 
love riding a bike, like Sipes, he'll race anything, you know? Yeah. And I think it's because he likes that. And there's been people in the past, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have transitioned into off-road or continued to race motorcycle. You know, like Guy Cooper, that dude, he rides a bike all the time, you know? Yeah. And he's just and crazy like that. So. There's, there's guys that just don't, you know, you look at the guys that have long careers that do it, you know, it's not because they're getting paid incredible money. They just yeah. really like really like doing it. And um, I mean, but... At the level, I mean, you think about it, the level is now with these young guys coming up when they start, when they start acting like professionals. Yeah. You, you know, when they're, when all of a sudden they're, you know, at a young age, put on a diet, put on a training regimen, you know, and, and not like Logan, who just like watches cartoons most of the day, eats whatever he wants. Like that, that's the reason you're not killing it out at the track. You know, it's the cartoons and the, you got to do all the stuff, hanging out with the chicks. You know, it cuts in all this stuff cuts into your, your, your training program. But I mean, there's a lot of burnout in that. Yeah. They all have external motivation, you know, whether it's, uh, the parents pushing them a coach manufacturer, just expectations that this is what they are. It's who, it defines them who they are, whether it's money or that's just all they know. They don't have anything to fall back on. And then there's those that are internally motivated that love, um, the bike or the racing or the, the adrenaline, you know, these people, that's what's sustainable. And it's not to say which one's right or wrong. I think it's just different people. Like, you love to ride. I know that. Yeah. You know? And I love to ride. That's why I can go ride with you and we have fun. But yeah, we don't. We, we don't have to get... You don't have to get paid to go riding. Like, if somebody starts dangling a motorcycle, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like, how much are you going to pay me to do this? <laughs> yeah, it's almost when they start paying you, that's when the fun goes away. It's like... Well, then you feel... Well, so me, I feel if I'm getting paid to ride, I feel indebted. Like, I, I have to... Perf there's some sort of performance that comes that I don't really want the... I don't want the, uh, the, yeah, the expectation or the pressure or whatever. It's like, yeah. I want to ride on my terms, not, you know, and that's, and I always said, like, I raced for two reasons. Uh, one to, to be able to go trail riding during the week. My racing was a thing. And then, and then there was the, you know, I want to win thing, yeah. which I hated. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the pressure that that produced. I mean, I mean, but I like, that came from you. Yeah, I, I think I, if you look back at yeah, it, no, you I, understand. I liked it when it worked out, but I didn't like it when it didn't. And yeah. and then you know, then then it's like, okay, do I blame myself? Do I blame everybody else? Oh no, I blame my bike. <laughs> this is like the last frontier in racing. I think is the brain and how you approach it. And I'm I'm surprised there's not more uh, like sports psychologists. I think a lot of the other sports like F1 that you know do this, and there's more resources available. I think they've applied this, and I think this will happen more and more in motocross and supercross because it's so athlete dependent. It's not so much about the equipment. I think you could put the top, you know, five supercross guys on similar equipment and the same results would happen. And I think the brain has a lot to do with it and how you process this information, the expectations you build and think, just like you said, like some days you would love it and other days uh, you hated it. I think if you, you would control it because your your maturity now, you would approach it a lot differently. And this is one thing I look back on my career and I wish I would have uh, understood a little more, or had people around me that had more uh, or put more importance on this. So well, I think it's something that's-, that's everybody's life. Yeah, we've yeah. all, well, I, yeah. As you, as you, I read mine all together, they kept sending, I can't believe it. Read, read your, you sent me something? Yeah. You could just sit down in the chair here and tell us. I'll try to figure, I'll try to figure it out. Um, the, <laughs> I, I always thought every other racer but me was a head case. Like, I look at you guys, and you're, like, even, you know, you, Logan, just doing a Moran race, like, three times a year, you're a head case. Mm -hmm. So that's the problem.
<laughs> it's all it's I I've always known it's all most most of it's up here. So I was ahead of the curve on this. Well, there's not enough up there. There's not enough up there? Yeah. With who? Me? Are you pointing at me? Know, yeah. <laughs> I knocked most of it out. Wore bad helmets, I guess. Hey, back to that helmet thing we were talking about in the early. So the reason I started wearing a Biafi helmet in the early days. Do you I you, you, those. you wore this? I started wearing it because I did a photo shoot and I torpedoed my head into the ground. And I told everybody I did not hit my head. Not because I didn't know, because it didn't feel like I hit my head. I didn't lose consciousness or anything. Then the photographer, you know, a week later, this is back in the film days. You ever heard of the film, Logan? They, they used to put it in the back of a camera. And then you take it someplace and they process it and you get a picture back. So this picture showed me torpedoing my head in the ground. And after I saw that picture, I called up Biafi and said, hey, I'd really like, you know, I, I'm a really badass racer. I didn't even have an Instagram profile at the time, but I said, I said, you should probably sponsor me. I mean, I'd really like your helmet because it works really good. And they did. So it's good. So even helmets that people said, you know, it looked like there was a visor um, water tank or something, <laughs> like the ugliest helmet. It was like, this thing's safe. I want to wear this. Or at least I tested it myself. So um, I think they deleted my comments. They deleted your comments. No, I think. Oh, you deleted your comments. I saw your comment earlier. Okay. Oh, you're doing four across now. Hey, if we're first time. Hey, if we're if we're the first time for everything, we have four in here. If we're driving across Utah right now, and somebody looked up in the cab of the truck and they saw the four of us across the front of the seat, Bob. Yeah. 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 They're not really fit for for this for this show. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. what I wanted to do, and I it just kept standing up, and I couldn't delete it, modify it, and I hit the wrong button. But I wanted to ask Andrew, in like twenty years, because you're how old now? Thirty-eight. Yeah. So in in twenty years, when your you know body's failing and you're kind of washed up and racing's behind you, kind of like me, like Jimmy. And he wanted to say that. I just thought I'd cut him off because I'm, I'm, I'm still a racer, and I just did the block pass. Where do you see yourself, and what do you want to be doing? He, he can go on the flat track out front. Then. I'm not flat tracking. I already learned my lesson at that. I told Jimmy today I got to go home and start teaching my son how to trail ride, so I have a trail riding partner. So I got to start breaking him in this summer. So hopefully I can take him to Colorado, maybe ease in at Rampart Range. You know, it seems like the good place to start. And hopefully one day we can go on these trips. And because who we were talking about, somebody, your buddy Dave, I don't want to blow him out, but he's 58, you said, right? Yeah, Dave. I said, I hope I'm 58 and ripping, like you were saying yeah. that. So, uh, hey, Dave, by the way, Dave doesn't watch, he but missed his, out on a good No, day. but his, his every once in a while, his girlfriend does. She's, she, she'll watch, and but she, um, she watches the closed captions. And uh, so, uh, Andrew had a hard time making it up the hill. You made it up. <laughs> yeah, one hill. One hill. I had to go back down and give it up. One hill. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I knew the line, so I can't really say it was that, but uh, it was all good. So where do you hope to be? What do you want to be doing? Trail riding with my son. Just trail. Anyone well, wait, with you? Anybody? In Twenty years. Twenty he, years. He's probably going to be done. He's with ten. You. He'll be thirty. Yeah. He, he probably yeah, won't. So he's going to be. I'll working, get like two trips maybe in the summer. Yeah, but no. Are you? You have. Like, do you want to do tours? Do you want to train? What do you want to do? I don't know. Yeah. I always have. I always yeah, think you no, should just I do. Get I think way too far ahead, and this is the problem. And then I, I'm not concentrated on the moment. So I've, I have all these plans. I never thought I would still be racing. So I have all these things I, I could probably be doing besides this. But this is what I love to do. And 
like I said, if I won the lottery and I didn't have to worry about finances or anything, this is this I'd be doing the exact That's same thing. Cool. Yeah, and I realized that not everybody's in a position like this, and I'm very fortunate and blessed, and I need to be thankful that, for this. And thank I your also- sponsors. Thank your sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they probably wouldn't like that because it's cheesy and stuff. But no. <laughs> no, the fans of the show wouldn't like it. <laughs> it's like you're obligated to do it. Wait, you're wearing so a monster hat. You're I, good. Fly I, racing. Monster Energy my, Factory Yamaha. These people are my family, yes. Yeah. They've helped me with everything. But hey, what we, I see in this industry is there's so much talent out there, and there's really only a couple guys that are really being supported, it seems like, that really make a living out of it. I think it's just... The people on the top make a lot, you know, yeah. and it's yeah, not it's, evenly dis- distributed. But that's I know the, the people nature with of the, the talent and the lo- you know that are risking their life just just don't get it. And that's part of why I come here. Is just you know it's what I can do to support guys. Yeah, you know that are I think are worthy of it. Yeah, have the talent and are sure, risking yeah. things. All you want to do is stick your sticker <laughs> on some of their equipment, like my I have computer screen everywhere. Yeah, like my you, <laughs> Like my computer, see, like this George sticker, there's even a George sticker now with a thumbs down that he sticks on all of my stuff. Like, it's different, but I, 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 I see this. I asked Tony, I, I cut you off by with sticker guy, Megalod Designs, by the way, if we you need, wrote, yeah, if you need stickers them. produced, like uh, Meg, you go to the Megalod Designs and... and uh, well, so. I actually have four by four banners, and I <laughs> oh, blessed no. you with that, but they're kind of in the rodeo scene in Montana. Maybe. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen that photo yet. Um, hey, but the thing is, is like, it's cool because Jimmy can give back and teach people the skills and, and hopefully they can take those skills and, and go create memories and go ride their motorcycles and, and crazy places. And like him and Johnny, Johnny did a tour today and they get to go see something that's like Death Valley and what most people don't ever get to see, you know. So if I could do something like that and share dirt bikes and give back to people, that's what I want to do, or the community, or help people. I don't want to babysit kids and teach them how to ride, and it's just because their dad wants them there. You know, I want to be around people that love riding and people that want to be the best. And that's what's cool about racing because, like, Jimmy wants to be the best, and he always did everything he could. And I'm used to being in the motocross pits or rally pits, and the people that are there – people like you've seen like they had they're full of passion uh this is their life they don't care about the money they just want to do the best they can you know and i want to be around people like that where if i go home to texas it sounds bad but i want to be around normal people and this is something that's created a problem in in my head and so i love being around people that love motorsports because they're always thinking about what's next and how can we improve this and this is the trap i'm in you know and i think you ask about people that um, race and then they stopped like for me this is really hard this is why I think like Chad Reed has to be going crazy because his whole life he's always thinking about how he's going to design his semi what the mechanics are going to be wearing you know what dyno they're going to get how are they going to make the bike better and how they're going to be better in the competition and if we build this track and we have a, a baseball stadium and a football stadium you know then we'll crush everybody you know I love being around people like that and this is what's so cool about motorsports and it gets it's scary for me because you see kids and I feel like this is going away, and I don't know what the next generation will be like, or Logan. How, yeah, what what they prioritize. <laughs> these, are, these are words of wisdom here. No, I don't know, but this is what I think, <laughs> and this is where I'm at in life. So I don't know where I'll be at in 20 years or one year or whatever, but I need to enjoy it. And Andrew won't take his kid's bike to the starting line for him. 
because he he knows he knows that he would know which is the best gate and all this stuff, which is the best spot. He knows this from years and years. But he's telling me he goes, I want him to take his bike there and him to pick the line and see how it goes, and then afterwards wonder why it went good or bad. Yeah, and I that ask way, him, how, how was your start? Yeah, and and it is, I, I go, that's the that's that's kind of the way my dad was with me a lot of times. Was like you do this, you know. This is this is what you do. You do it and figure it out. And as long as you, as long as you're trying, you know, trying hard, and you put the effort in trying, try hard, th- the result isn't that important. You know, it's 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 the it's the effort that you know goes into it. And then and while you're doing it, especially, you know, no quitting. You know, this quitting doesn't doesn't work and stuff like that. So, but as you say, when you get you know when you get older and. Uh, <laughs> the 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 ship sails <laughs> the competitive. Well, that's what I well, wanted to ask is what's changed because you know that professional athlete to the level you guys are and have been were was me yeah are was have been. Did I smoked I you at flat you. track, dude. <laughs> I I bet you I bet you if we had a if we had a, a don't one, change the subject. If we had it's a about one, to get deep and you got uncomfortable. This, I'm I, just wondering what changed. No, I'm going to tell you how. Don't it worked. talk about how you had that beer. <laughs> And you turn faster to the right, I think, with a beer in your hand. No, is it? So George, George rode up to me, like he rode up and he was holding the beer up. He was riding. He had one in his hand, and he handed me an, a, a, and I, I cracked it open, and I kept riding around in the circle, and I ended up beating him with it in my hand. Well, and it was empty, but I was I'm done. I'm good with that, but yeah. see, I don't have that spirit. I didn't get angry about it because I'm then I stopped like- because it might, you know, it, t- it took a couple minutes to get into me, but I stopped after that. My wrist? The wrist. Oh, for me, that was career-ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was career-ending injuries. Yeah, racing. but it, it, I didn't want to. No, I didn't want to. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't compete because my hands come off the handlebars. In fact, like I'm not even competing, and my hands come off the handlebars, and then I eat shit, and now we're in trouble. I think nobody. There's very, very few people that get to choose when they stop racing. You know, like I think most people are forced whether it's financial or lose their rider or they get hurt or there's many different reasons for this. And there's very few that say, okay, this is enough, you know? And I think that's another thing with racing that has a, it leaves people in a different situation than most. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to wrap it up with a couple quick questions for Andrew. Um, I saw this here. What bike are you racing in rally? Like which, which uh, Yamaha are you racing in rally? They're curious about your yeah, bike. Yeah, it's kind of based off a of WR uh, 450, and it's specifically built for rally, so it has uh, massive tanks and obviously the tower on it that holds uh, the road book. But it's purpose-built for Dakar. A lot of it's uh, one-off. and um, so, it's, yeah. it's a it's a MotoGP bike built for the dirt. I mean, it's it's that's I mean that's the way you look at it, yeah? Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty factory. It's different than how some of the other manufacturers approach it. Um, but, yeah, it's very specialized. It's a works bike. Yeah. Yeah, and you works on it. I work on it Everybody works on a works bike a lot. Uh, do you use the wide ratio trans or close ratio? Mm, the, it depends. Uh, the bike I raced in Dakar this year had a six-speed that was specifically built for uh, this race. I've ridden the five-speed. And it's the same transmission that was in my FX today, you know, but it's just uh, the final drive's different. And so it kind of depends. So that's why I was testing gearing the other day um, with the five-speed. And also we possibly have some speed 
limitations in the future, so we're trying to figure out which gearbox is best um, for the future. So someone says um, in ISD they have club teams. Like, you know, there's like you could go to the, the ISD is on an American club team. Do you think that there should be club teams for Dakar? And yeah. then he asked me if I wanted to be the team manager. I said, I'm, I already said no. Like a motocross the nations for rally? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, but, that actually would be. Actually, they, that's one way that they could they could also add another kind of category is is with a you know a nation's cup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because there are now there seems to be enough representation from some of the bigger countries and stuff to where, I mean, you could easily get all the French guys and all the Spanish guys, and then you start thinking about now maybe you know South America would have a group of guys for sure, and yeah, U.S. would have a group of guys before when it was just like one guy. That that could be an interesting. Thing. Actually, some of you guys that are internet nerds that are on the on the forums, somebody needs to do that. Somebody needs to just do that and score it themselves, and then and then you would get famous for creating this idea that um, whoever I lost the thing already. Uh, let's see, being old, being Sean old, Sean, being old and a week late. I hate changing tires, even more on the trail. Me too. Scratched hands. Thinning skin and a larger gut do not have a beer on trail. On the good side, being old, I have a little more cash to spend. Can you help make a new tube that is a combination moose and a tube? I see a hollow pool noodle float with a tube inside of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is long. I'm not going to get to the bottom of it. Um, was there a question in there? Because <laughs> he's talking about a scholarship and some other stuff, and um, well, a lot of those things in the first line, he says, you know. Old well, when you say you're old and fat, yeah, like I got change. that. I but think if you're I older know. and you have money, you need to be running mooses and have somebody else change it. And you, you don't have to worry about it anymore. I, I run. Hey, Rusty, you want to know something pretty yeah, cool? Really how'd your bike? How'd your rental bike work this weekend? Yeah, bike worked really, really good, and I hit some sharp edges. And I thought, mm, man, that would normally have taken that tire out. But. Did did you did, so you're running Kenda Parker DTs? Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. But did you hear how your tires got your new tires got on that bike? No, I did not. Because I don't like changing tires either. Did you really? <laughs> Andrew Short put your tires on your bike. Oh, he on. he oh, felt wow. so bad for me. No. He he saw me like running around with my head chopped off, and he just took the damn wheels and put those tires on. And so I knew it was going to be perfect. You, yeah. Which is uh, awesome. I'm not a Kenda guy. I've never ran Kendas. It's the first time changing Kendas. But he he actually he actually did it to help me out. And then he goes, "This is so this is Andrew for you because the nicest guy in the world." He he does this, and I'm like, "Don't you, you don't have to do that." And he's like, "No problem." He goes, "I just want to try changing different tires to see like what it's like, like the <laughs> changing the tires to see if it's different." Like he was asking questions when they were beating up, he and list and, all the ones he hasn't done. Well, I know that's what I was thinking. I think I got like I got like seven wheels out there that are ready to go. So <laughs> let's get some let's get some different tires. My going. race bike sat there for two days, and the tire never got changed. Well, take it off. I'll change it. Yeah, we still got a few. Out. I don't leave till six a.m. Yeah. <laughs> So we change tires on an 85. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, I guess I'm just so slow. I don't get a lot of flats because I run tubes and all my stuff. And I ran tubes for I, a year. I've changed years. Yeah. But some flats on the road and I don't think it's a big deal, but I just, I don't think it's a problem. And I put, when I come down here, I put like 15 pounds in my tires when I leave and I'm down here for like three months and I don't even check them. Yeah. You know, and I'm 
That would give me bad dreams. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You're not a factory rider, George. You don't need to. You're good. You're, what you're doing is okay. It's but working. when one goes flat, you know, I go, well, tire's flat. So, so he good. had his, his, on his, on his factory um, flat track bike that he had, that he stole parts out of my garage to make it better. He's trying to make it as good as my bike. Well, you were but complaining about it. He, 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 he got a flat tire and he found out that he just needed to tighten his, like, his um, valve core in there a little better and all of a sudden now it's good so he, but the thing like sat in the sidelines because had a flat tire because nobody would change it he was like walking around head low hey um with that uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up because everybody's had a super long day and uh we th thank you for joining uh be sure to support our sponsors uh ddc sprockets uh honda ktm climb recluse andrew you have any sponsors you'd like to thank I have a lot of sponsors. I'm very appreciative of them. Fly. We talked about helmets. The Formula helmet's really nice. Yes. Yeah. So you've been wearing that thing. It looks good. And they have the new spring Heather, mesh gear out. Heather wears it. Mm -hmm. Was Faye wearing one today? Yeah. She didn't. Yeah, there, was was her head good? Everything's good? Her head was fine. Good? That's good. Hey, I'm not done yet. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. So <laughs> this is the George, maybe this is the George after show. <laughs> maybe next week or sometime. Right. I next want, sometime you got to have a conversation. Every single post that pops up on these like performance you know exc this ride or that thing uh-huh every single one is i just bought this brand new 2021 500 or whatever you know what do i have to do to it right. to make it rideable every one of those starts out like that like they got to make all these modifications to it and I, i'm just at a loss because my bike's stock i don't know if i've changed the oil 10 times in 12,000 miles, you know, we're going to, we're not going to talk about this. Why? We're going to we're Cause I, cause I lose all my sponsors from all the ECU controllers and the, and the bazooka pipe manufacturers. So you are and, shill. Yeah. It's totally, it's, it's all, it's all bought and paid for over here at dirt anyway, bike test. Just send a check your, to Trevor, my no. business manager who owes me a, no, actually I owe those guys a ton of money right now. Tuesday night. Next week, so oh, you maybe, will. But this has been troubling me. You should come in for show 100. I just Your bike is good. Those through. Yeah, just ride those it. Good. Have fun. And I'm thinking, when is 500 cc dirt bike not enough power? Yeah. Especially for I, I consider myself George, kind only, of a market. It's you a. Know, I'm a target audience. It's you know, a guy. 500 and only has 38 horsepower. What a pile of crap! It's like you need you need 65 minimum for a 500. Okay. Like, the only reason you should change parts for anything is if it makes you happy and it makes you ride your and bike more. And I get more. that guys yeah. like to work on it. They like yeah. to tinker, but. Otherwise, I'm not happy when your bike doesn't hey, have no, this kind of power. My only sponsors I want to thank is George and Jim. They're the best. <laughs> George and Jim, not, 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 this not this, not this, Jim. Not Tony. No, Tony. Not, you're Tony. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, okay, good. Tony. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, they're awesome. Well, with the, they are awesome. I'm glad that you're George, really lucky that they're here. You're um, lucky that we're here? Yeah. Yeah. We're, no, we're lucky, lucky that they're here. here. Yeah. No, we're, they're. They're lucky. Everyone here is they're, lucky that you guys come and that's not you what love you said. You said we were really lucky to be here, which no, I, I, said I agree. You. No, that's no, not. What they're you lucky said. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your KTM reads. No, we're not going to do the reads. We already did it in the middle of the show. We snuck them in. You didn't even notice. Oh. Yeah, that's the one I was giving them props on. You did a good job. Well, well, signing off from Casa de Husaberg.
<laughs> yeah, I got it in there. <laughs> that's what you called it, didn't it? That's where that's where you said this rally yeah. training took place. Casa de Husaberg. And House of Husaberg. House of Husaberg. Yeah, yeah. And different road books. The final note always says that. House of Husaberg. One day you left your Husaberg on. The light was on. I had to figure out where the key was. It was impossible to find. Oh I didn't know if that thing would ever start. Again. It was after the school. I because I rode the Husaberg. I ride the Husaberg at the school. It's like, you know, I need to show off someplace these days. So, uh, okay, everybody, with that, um, and Victor says 67 Victor says sixty-seven horsepower, and he probably wanted to say you pussy, but I will for him <laughs> on that. Um, I will uh, be glad to answer all the questions, but next week's show we're going to talk about how to make our 100th show better because this is really, really, Logan, Yeah. it's going downhill, man. We got We got to get. We got to get this stuff on point. So, uh, with that, everybody, thanks a lot for joining in. We will um, see you real soon. And uh, thanks to all our fans. Watch us and follow us and share us. And uh, we'll see you on the Insta Chat Gram Machine Ish Grinder. See ya. So that exciting episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday was brought to you by Recluse. Recluse is a maker of incredible auto clutches and a whole lot more in the clutch department they make street bike clutches they make dirt bike clutches they have clutches for your adventure bike some of them are auto clutches they make a lot of replacement parts in the manual clutch their torque drive system there's little parts like slave units there's protection parts there's the left hand rear brake all kinds of stuff for your clutch and transmission even oil So if you need to know a little bit more about Recluse, you can always check them out at www.recluse.com. That's spelled R-E-K-L-U-S-E, proudly designed and manufactured in Idaho. Remember to support all of the sponsors that support this show, and we will see you in the next episode.